I'm wearing I'm wearing a St. Patrick's Day shirt from last year and uh, no underwear. So, oh hell yeah! Wait, are you bareback in the fucking chair? No, 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 no. I got I have shorts on. You're totally bareback in a chair, aren't you? Oh my god, dude! Could you imagine? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> then I would be throwing this chair out. It's over. Especially if you fart on it. Talk about tainting your furniture. I mean, just the ass crack alone, that's that's gonna be it, you know. You could have a hidden dingleberry. Oh god. Imagine if it was attached and then you got stuck and then you got up and it ripped out. (laughs) All the arse hair. That would be that would fucking steam. So I got a machine. At 11.30. Because I got a baby shower to go to, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I know. It's supposed to be fucking women. And I have to go. <laughs> I have to drive a fucking hour away. Because my buddy couldn't wear a condom. Wow. <laughs> so, you're going to a bakaki. You should pick him up a pack of condoms on the way. I <laughs> <laughs> Uh, unbelievable that he would put you through that, Mike. That's ridiculous. I was trying to get out of it for the last few days. He's like my best friend. I do not want to go. It's on the north side of Chicago. I just don't feel like fucking driving. Just go and plug your car battery and be like, I don't know, the motherfucker won't start. You could always turn around and say some small children actually like pilfered your tires or something like that. They like, stole your tires and you can't get out. Oh, I do live in Indiana. It would be believable. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, balls. You know what I should probably do? Start recording. What? Start recording the backup. <laughs> there we go. See, that's always a winner. Got that. Now I'm just being physically abused by my cat. Quit Get out mom. of here, Genie. I'm busy. Oh. Both of my cats are fighting right now. I'm physically abusing a thing of instant ramen. Oh God, Robin! Wrap snacks, Master P. Creamy chicken gumbo. Whoa, that sounds cool. That's a fancy. It was the best thing they had at the Dollar Tree. <laughs> I did a ramen um, taste test last year. We bought like a fifty pack of random like Asian ramen from God knows where. Most of it had no English on all the packages. Right. And and uh, as we went through, we found like our favorite one, and they're really expensive. They're like seventy five cents a pack. Like they're like quality ramen. That's expensive for ramen. It's for if <laughs> yeah, ramen it is. <laughs> well, so it was like, oh, they have wrap snacks at the Dollar Tree. Sweet, I bought two. Master P was one of them. And then after, I'm like, I just spent a dollar twenty five on a thing of fucking instant ramen. <laughs> so this is a Master P. Branded snack. I'll show you. Hold on, turn the camera back on. Who's Master P? Oh, wow. Oh, that's that guy. <laughs> you know, he made you say uh back in the day. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Oh, my God. Well, if there's one celebrity snack, I know I could count on it's Master P. Right. Well, the way I was thinking is like, this is probably going to make me say uh on the toilet later. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I'm already on round four for today, so it's it's not going Jesus. well. 
<clears throat> I tried for round one, but only like half came out, so I'm I'm still on one. Like, but I'm. Oh, happy. that's the worst. I'm not even are the worst. I'm and like, you know, play. there's more in there. Ugh. Right. Because I've been on vacation all week, so I know the diet that I've had for the last few <laughs> days, and it's not going to be good. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Yeah, I was, all right. Well, was last night, I was eating uh, fucking Hot Pockets and frozen French red pizza. I'm like, this isn't going right. to be good tomorrow. Yeah. Well, this Fuck is very yeah, important. Which, which flavor Hot Pocket are we talking? Ham and cheese or what? No, I just went with a classic pepperoni. I was saving the Philly cheesesteak one for tonight. What about your frozen pizza? Well, who's who made it? Kroger. Oh. It was the Kroger brand frozen French bread pepperoni pizza. Delicious. My buddy and I always get into arguments because I prefer Jack's pizza, frozen pizza, and he prefers like fucking stupid ass home run in or something. Chicago brand. That screaming Sicilian one, uh, what was the name? I don't remember the name of the company, but yeah, that's not bad. Those are good, but they're expensive for a frozen pizza. Yeah, yeah, they are. I've had those. Those are good. You used to get the, um, in the UK, back in the 80s and the early 90s, you used to get Findus French bread pizzas. And they were quite basic. So they were, obviously, they catered to the vegetarian market more than anything. But it was like peppers and pineapple and, you know. What? Yeah. <laughs> when was this? Frozen pineapple on a pizza? Yeah, when I know, right? You said uh, late 80s, early 90s? Yeah. No, I was like two. <laughs> he meant the 1890s. <laughs> he actually filmed the Demeter movie. <laughs> it was live. <laughs> and here we go again. We know we've not done a podcast for a while. Let's rip the shit out of Shane. Hey! Oh, I forgot how old you were, Shane. Oh, now I remembered. I'm That's 40, okay. I, I'm 49. Wow. I went out yesterday, and uh, I was having uh, dinner at, like, a bar with one of my buddies, and this old, really drunk guy next to us just started interjecting into our conversations, and he's like, he's like, oh, I'm 68 years old, how old are you guys? And I'm like, I'm 40, and he's like, yeah, I'm 41, and we're like, yeah, and he goes, well, you guys are the next generation, the world is gonna count on you, and I'm like, I'm gonna fucking retire, like, as soon as physically possible, my generation is done. <laughs> I'm like, if you're waiting for us, buddy, you're in trouble. <clears throat> he can take oh. comfort in knowing that he will be long dead. Yeah, by the time this generation. One of Val's friends made me feel really old. I guess she was talking to Val, and she goes, uh, when did Mike graduate? And Val goes, 2006. And she goes, oh, I keep forgetting Mike's really old. Because <laughs> she's 23. And I'm like, listen, bitch. <laughs> I'm waiting for my uh, my kids to make something of themselves so I can retire. There you go. That's the way to do it. My daughter's gonna uh, turn eleven. I'm like, when the fuck did that happen? You're almost a teenager. Oh That's scary. God. <laughs> it was my niece's uh, ninth birthday a couple weeks ago, and for uh, her present, I got her the Tremors seven pack. Ah. All seven Tremors movies on DVD. I had that. <laughs> I have that, and I watched all of them, and they're all great. 
My sister-in-law was like, Ryan, what the fuck are you doing to us? I'm like, she likes tremors. It's fine. <laughs> All right, let's get this started so we don't have to kick Mike out or lose him. I'm just going to leave randomly. I'm not going to like make a big thing about it. Nice. <laughs> the old Irish goodbye, huh? Yeah. All right, well, let's get going. Okay. Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan and Mike. And we are back. All You Need Is Blood, episode number 133. If my count is correct, I make no promises that it is. I could be off. Um, I'm your host, Ryan Tootle. Joining me are my co-hosts, Mike Whittemore, Shane Smith, and special guest host, Connor Blackman. Longtime fan and topic of the show, Connor. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> I know you've been an inspiration to all of us. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> Apparently, I have a reputation on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I, I think your your reputation precedes you. Um, the the qual- quality of films that you uh, you spread around the world, doing doing God's work, really. Well, I mean, somebody's got to watch it, you know. Oh yeah, somebody's making these things, right? Right. Somebody else got to watch. I'm doing my best to do Satan's work. I don't know about God's work. (laughs) I don't know. Some of these movies may have been made by Satan. (laughs) A lot of movies are probably made by Satan, and we just love them. Oh, Hail Satan! There you go. Our soft and silky lord. Well, welcome to the podcast where we like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. We are the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. If you want to reach the podcast, hit us up on Gmail, all you need is bloodpod at gmail.com, the Facebook group, all you need is blood, Instagram account, all you need is blood podcast. And if you're listening to us, it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Just type in all you need is blood and subscribe. Yeah. I still question how we are the official podcast for, for UHM. I don't know. I think they, they can't find anyone else that's willing to do it. Uh, Horrible decisions on their part. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we talk about, like, the dumbest shit. <laughs> we just spent, like, 20 minutes talking about ramen and, like, taking <laughs> dumps. That's important, though. <laughs> I mean, I needed that cup of ramen, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, long gone are the days of us getting Mike to Google certain words and listen and recording his uh, reactions to them, you know. Oh, it was felching, wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed it was. You know what? It still makes me chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> the next time everyone goes to work on your work computer, start Googling felching. See what comes up. <laughs> <laughs> All of my coworkers learn not to Google something when I tell them to Google something. <laughs> They're like, what's a pink sock? I'm like, Google it. <laughs> I work waffle. for like a bank, so I can't. If I Google something, I'll probably get fired. 
Eh, worth it. <laughs> oh, God. All right, fellas. Well, it has been forever since we have recorded. Uh, I think we got to have some catching up to do, fellas. Um, so, Shane, what have you been up to recently? Well, um, I've been sick. I had the flu for two weeks, and uh, I was not in a good place. Um, basically, a precursor to that, I got woken up at two o'clock in the morning um, by my nose exploding pretty much. Um, basically, I was asleep, and I had a blood blister up my nostril. Up my right oh, heart. God. Ugh. And uh, I didn't realise it was there, and then it exploded. And basically, what happened was I spent an hour dripping into my toilet, um, trying to stem the flow of blood, and it bled on and off for about an hour. And then, basically, I spent four days recovering from blood loss, didn't go to the doctor because I'm fucking hardcore. And I basically just laid around. I was aching. I could barely move. I could only just get up and feed Ziggy. I basically, my diet consisted of water and not much else. Um, and then as I got over that, I had a buddy visit. I took COVID tests because I thought it may have been COVID, but it wasn't. Thank fuck. Um, but I had a buddy visit um, who I hadn't seen for 27 years. Um so he rocked up on the Saturday morning, and the, fol and the following Monday, um, I was very, very ill. Um, I wasn't throwing up. I was just aching. I was, I was hurting. And basically, I ended up wrapping myself out and spent five days basically sweating out. And um, I then had... Uh, more COVID tests done, and basically it was just the flu. Um, but it, I've only just recovered from it. And, you know, I literally got it out of my system finally on Friday. Um, and, you know, I'm feeling a bit better now. Chances are I'll probably kill over and die tomorrow. So if this is my last podcast, um, <laughs> you know, but I... Um, Shane, we still haven't finished collecting your funeral uh, soundtrack, your funeral playlist yet. That's because no fuck is bothered. Hey, I think you a lot of good ideas. Yeah, you, yeah, <laughs> there were a lot of good ideas, and this, those people just haven't bothered. Bastards. Just goes to prove how much they think of me, isn't it? Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> last week while I was having my dinner, I had a fucking great filling fall out of my mouth. Oh my um, god, Shane. Um, basically, I've got a shell of a tooth which is quite sharp. So if I run my run my tongue along the tooth, it basically cuts into my tongue. Um, it's not pleasant. Um, I couldn't get an emergency appointment on Friday, um, so tomorrow morning I have to get up early and try and get an appointment to either a get the tooth filled in again or b get it removed. So that's going to be fun and games for me this week. So. On top of like being having an exploding nose syndrome and the flu, um, there's a possibility I won't be able to speak because I'll have I will have had a tooth extracted, which is always fun. Um, other than that, I've been collecting movies. I took advantage of HMV's Arrow sale that they had. Ooh! So I picked up Wreck on Blu-ray, Society, and Boondock Saints. On Blu-ray. Oh my God, Society! I love that movie. <laughs> so, 
It's great. I love it. <clears throat> I, also, I also managed to pick up uh, Dungeons and Dragons on or among speeds, which if you haven't seen it and you're an old B and D player, you'll love it. It's yeah. it is just fantastic. It's so fucking funny. Um, I have also been buying lots of music. I have completed my Pearl Jam collection. Um, I've been, obviously I've had my birthday, so that was last month. Um, I had Ed come and visit last month for a few days and he completely reorganised my entire music collection. Uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, it is a good thing because everything now has a place. Where before there were piles everywhere. And when I turned uh, okay. on the cam, you would have seen how organised my entire collection is. And it's kind and of how, how long before you mess it up again? I haven't messed it up once. I've put CDs back where they should be. Um, I have been very good in that aspect. I'm looking at my music collection now. Only problem is he's put them in an order where he's all my favourite bands that I listen to a lot on the top two shelves and all the rest of it, he's put them in an order that makes no sense to me. There's lots of CDs. I'm like, right, where's Typo Negative? Okay, found that, you know. Where is, um, like, for instance, Stereophonics? No fucking clue. Um... Where is my Orbital or where is my left field CDs? Um, no clue, can't find them. Um, so I'm still looking at looking for stuff. It's all there, I just can't find the fucker. So there is that. Um, other than that, Ziggy's been cool as fuck. Um, I was cat sitting for my neighbour's cat um, a couple, for a couple of days this weekend, which was fun. Usually I walk in and he, he hides from me, he hates me. You know, but yesterday morning when or last night when I walked in, he looked at me as if to say, Oh, you're here to feed me. I'm going to let you fuss me. And then this morning he did exactly the same thing, except this morning he sat on the sofa next to me and let me rub his belly. Which is unusual for this cat because he doesn't like having his belly rubbed at all. So that was kind of cool. But in an amusing port, uh, anecdote, Ziggy was laid on the sofa this morning and he's being all cute and adorable. And then he rolled over and fell off the side of the sofa. And what was really, really comical, he did it in such a way that when he managed to stop himself from falling, he looked at me as if to say, I did actually mean to do that. I just wish I'd got a photo of it. I fucking love when cats do dumb shit like that. I, I mean, I feel like... He, he was just he was just laying there. He was just being really cute. He was purring. He was happy. Then he rolled over, and I looked at him. And I'm like, "You're gonna fall, dude. You're gonna fall." And he gave me that look like, "No, I'm not." And then he did, and he was like, "Oh shit!" But he twisted himself where he got his. He had one claw on the cushion and one on the base of the sofa, so he was kind. He stuck himself there, and then he looked at me. And I was like, "Yeah, you're gonna fall, mate." <coughs> he walked off, and he was like, Bruh. "You know," got in a grumble. Nothing that cats do when they've disgruntled, but it was really cute and funny. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, just yesterday, uh, Porcini she likes to jump in the boxes, obviously uh, that are mm. on like the dining room table. So one of the boxes was leaning off the table, but I guess she didn't realize that and just full blast jumped onto this thing and it toppled over. Boom! She lands on her side and she pops back up and she's like, oh no, I, I, nobody saw that. Everything was perfectly cool. Yeah. Uh, I meant to do that. So yeah. Well, nobody I, pay attention. 
I've been getting, I've been ordering Christmas presents early. Get them out of the fucking way. While Christmas? Shane, are you <laughs> out of your mind? Yes. Certified, as a matter of fact. But um, anyway, uh, this box came, oh, I've got this stuff, all this stuff for my niece. She doesn't listen, so she doesn't know, so it's all good. But um, I got all this stuff for my niece, and the box that it came in was not too big, it wasn't too small either, but Ziggy took it upon himself to investigate the box. And he looked at me as if to say, I'm going to take all this crap out. So I took it out and then he jumped right in and then he just held up and fell asleep. And I, I did post a photo of him with his like, head sticking out of the box. You know? And bearing in mind it was 5.15 in the fucking morning when he did it. I wanted to throttle him for waking me up so fucking early because my sleep, because it went, since I've been sick, my sleeping pattern has been well and truly fucked. It's totally foobard. I mean, last night I was in bed at ten, I was in bed and asleep by ten thirty, but Ziggy woke me up at quarter to five this morning, and that was the best sleep I've had for weeks. But um, he's got this thing about waking me up because it's still it's the tail end of summer. He wakes me up at like five o'clock in the morning. Wanting to go out, and I'm, I'm like, dude, fuck off, just fuck off, no, and that's it. So, not much else. Well, not really much else has been going on, to be honest. You know, I've not been to the cinema. <clears throat> uh, the only movies that I have watched are the ones that I've seen on Netflix, and I can't even remember what what they were. Um, uh, you know, it's just been eyeing up lots of movies that I want to complete in my collection. Um, I'm looking at getting the rest of the John Carpenter movies, but I know a lot of them are quite shit. So um, I think I might avoid that. Um, there's, I've seen there's a new edition of Rawhead Rex that's coming out or has come out, and I wouldn't mind getting hold of that, even though the film is quite bad for what it is. Rawhead Rex is amazing. Yeah, I mean, I like the story, and I remember buying the movie years ago, and I think I gave it to Brian Boudreau um, for some reason. I don't know why, um, but it was one of those movies that I picked up dirt cheap, and you know, I wanted to grab it, so I got it. And um, I think they're now reissuing it on Blu-ray or something like that, so I wouldn't mind getting my hands on that. But there's a few other clothes. I have. But... I'm sorry. No, you're all right. There's a few other Clive Barker pieces that I want to get, but not too many. I have a uh, Region B Arrow Blu-ray release of Rawhead Rex. Oh, do you know what? Talking of movies that I just recently purchased, I got myself a copy of The Menu on Blu-ray. Well, the thing is, I found out it's not actually available to buy in the UK on Blu-ray. They're not releasing really? it in yeah, they're not releasing it on Blu-ray in the UK for some reason because I inquired about it in HMV and they said it's not actually getting a release. It's available for di on digital but not on actual physical format, which has pissed me off a little bit because mm. I do like that movie. I think it's quite funny in a very dark, twisted way. But um, I managed to get a copy from Japan um, and uh, I paid £14 for it. I thought that's actually not bad for a Japanese disc. And yeah, but now you've got to learn Japanese. No, not <laughs> at all. Actually, it's just along with a couple of other Blu-rays that I've got. It's just going to look pretty in my collection because I can't play it. Um, oh, you can't play it? No. Um, the multi-regional Blu-ray player that I got that you gifted to me many years ago, Ryan. 
Yep. Does not read the disc. Oh, you got to change the region, Shane. I've changed the region. I've done wow. all the tips and tricks. It won't play the disc. Wow, I can't help you with that. No, no, I've done everything that I could with that Blu-ray player, and I cannot play that disc. Hmm. So if anybody wants a copy of, of the menu, the Japanese um, edition of the menu, um, hit me up, because I can't fucking play it. And my, my PC is not doesn't play Blu-rays, so I can't even play it on the Blu-ray on the PC. Wow. That's unfortunate. Tragedy, Shane. That is a so good Mike, movie, Mike, what is. have you been getting into recently? Uh, well, I've also had a toothache for a month and a half now. Um, and this is going to be my fourth root canal oh, because I did not take care of my teeth in my 20s. Um, they still, like, look, like, white and everything, but they, like... They're like falling apart. <laughs> so, um, the dentist asked me if I want to save this tooth or get it extracted, and I was like, I want to save it because I don't want to. I don't want to be. I don't know. Maybe I'm in denial. But yeah, I've. Um, I'm doing that next Monday, and I was in extreme pain last night. So there's a giant hole in it, and uh, I've been dealing with that for since like the fourth of July. Oh um, God. Yeah, it sucks. Um, and I thought the pain would go away because it was coming and going. I'm like, oh, maybe it's just a piece of food stuck in there. And then uh, Mondays are only my days off during the week, so I've been taking my cats to the vet. Uh, I got a new cat. I don't know if I said that last time or not. His name is Vlad. Uh, he's a black cat, and he was a kitten when I got him. And he's the biggest troublemaker there is. <clears throat> He's been uh, tearing apart all my, my toilet paper. Um, <laughs> but he's uh, running around. He's annoying Tommy, whatever he can. He's being a typical kitty. Um, but other than that, I've just been uh, playing Diablo still. You know, I'm kind of like backing off from it a little bit because there's not too much to do with it. And I'm kind of getting a little disappointed with the uh, stuff that Blizzard's putting in there because they're or nerfing a lot of shit that I don't really like, and they're not making too many activities for post-game or end-game, rather. Hmm. Um, so, but last night I downloaded uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game that came out because it's on Game Pass. Oh yeah. And my buddy and I were playing that. I'm not usually a fan of those multiplayer online only games, but um, my buddy and I were supposed to play Grand Theft Auto online, and he fucked up with it somehow. And <laughs> I was like, let's just download Texas Chainsaw as like a backup. And then we played that until like 11 p.m. And then I couldn't keep playing because my tooth hurt so bad. So, but uh, it's, it's not too bad. It was kind of fun. Uh, it, it, is it like the uh, Friday the 13th game? Yeah, it's exactly like it. Oh, okay. Um, which I, I like the detail they put into it. It's really cool. But like... Um, I don't know. I just wish there was like a single player aspect to it. Yeah, that's the one problem with all those games. It's like you have to play online. Yeah, and I, I never played the Evil Dead one, even though I would like to, and the collector edition looked really cool and everything, but uh, it's just like, come on, just give us a fucking single player story. It could be a rehash of the first movies. I don't give a shit. Just let me yeah. play as them. 
add in some details and Easter eggs, and I'll, it'll sell great. These no, I, I liked back in the day when they did an Evil Dead game, and they just always just had Ash going back to the cabin for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else has really been happening. I mean, I've just been working a lot, and uh, yeah, I'm just not really. I'm uh, just buying a lot of vinyl still. I'm getting a, getting my monthly Vinegar Syndrome movies. Um, <laughs> um, I've been letting myself go. I've gained a bunch of weight again. I'm a grown boy, you know. So I've been I've been boring. I guess my buddy was making fun of me because I've, I've been getting a lot of high tech shit. I guess I got a <laughs> I've got a, a Yuffie vacuum robot. <laughs> I just Yuffie, yeah. What like the character from Final Fantasy VII? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, a deep cut. That's some real nerd shit right there. I just pulled cut. out. <laughs> uh, because so every time I say I'm gonna vacuum, my buddy gives me shit. He goes, "You're not vacuuming anything." I'm like, okay. <laughs> what are you doing today? Oh, I got a vacuum. Yeah. And then um, I just bought a little robot for myself, so I'm picking that up for Bell for today. myself, not for the cat, for myself. <laughs> yeah, what's stopping me, honestly? I'm sick of all these trips to the toilet. We're just dropping it off here. Dude, those are expensive. We looked into those, and I like... No. I recently made the change to Pretty Litter. The, like, really oh, fancy dude. litter. Don't. I did. It's too late. It's already there. Yeah, it turns but, out dude, it... My cat's pee is yellow. Yeah, it turns like yellow or blue. Because I, I had pretty litter for um, like a month or two. Yeah. And like I liked it at first, but dude, if it gets smelly really bad, like it, I know it says you don't have to scoop, you only have to scoop the poop, but like yeah. the pee. Oh, I, stir, it, like, I it, stir the pee up, I spread it around, you know. Yeah, but it, it dude, it, it's, it gets really fucking rank. Like I it was like coughing. Because I yeah. couldn't deal with it. I'd rather wow. take one of Tommy's shits and put it right next to my nose and sniff it for a whole day <laughs> than, to fucking, than to smell pretty litter after like two weeks. It's fucking nauseous. Yeah, I actually haven't been, it hasn't been too bad for us. Um, I, I've, I just went full in and did like the subscription. So like when the new bags come in, I just throw everything out and then put the fresh stuff right in. Like I'm just... As soon as they come okay. in, just dump it. And I, obviously, I scoop the poop and give the old <laughs> stir, but I don't yeah. know. The real, the real reason I did it is because fucking dust is so awful with the litter that I was using. I was using, like, Tidy Cat or something, and it, it, I don't know what happened, um, but whatever their manufacturing process is, they've now included 100% more dust than they used to. <laughs> and, like, it's it's ruining the room that it's in, like... I have to mop this room constantly to get the fucking litter dust off. It's unbelievable. So I'm, I'm abandoning. So you were looking into the litter robots? Yeah, we looked into them, and then I was like, oh, it's like $800. And I'm like, yeah. I could probably get like another Vinegar Syndrome subscription instead of that. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very expensive, but I got one for Val last year for yeah. Christmas. And it's really fucking awesome. I mean, maybe that's what I got to do. I just got to wait for somebody to buy it for me. Yeah, you could do that. I'll buy it for you. 
Perfect. I'll, I'll, I'll send one. Because, like, every time the cat goes in, it weighs the cat. It'll, uh... It'll, oh, my it'll God. Can, can it weigh how much the shit is, like, a before and after? <laughs> I wish. I mean, why not? <laughs> I wish I had that technology. <laughs> so, I'll take a shit, or a dump, or a poo, or a pee, or whatever. That was all the same thing. So, like, you do all that, and then he'll walk out of it, and then it, it does the circle thing. It, it tilts, and it it drops all the poop in a bag that you just like take out once a week. It's really fucking nice. Wow. I got the white one because I'm going to put metal stickers all over it. Nice. Very classy. Yeah. That's, so that's all I got going on. (laughs) Oh, I I mean, I I got more of a tattoo. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, I'm getting my full sleeve done. Was this your sci-fi sleeve or your horror? Yeah, sleeve? this is my this is my sci-fi sleeve. Uh, okay. So right now I have a trip to the moon on there, uh, alien xenomorph, and Tom Servo. Um, oh my God, Mike! Did you get your mystery science theater rewards this week? No, not yet. Oh, mine mine came in. I think on Thursday. Really? I got my Blu-ray set. You want to know what pisses me off about it? What? Right on the back of the Blu-ray set. What's it say on it? Shout Factory. So this fucking set is going to be on Shout Factory in like two weeks. Oh my god. And here I am like an idiot buying this thing like three years ago. Yeah. I think yeah. I think I'm done with that. <laughs> yeah, I got this. Did you get the snow globe too? I did not, oh, no. Or the music, uh, the music box? No, I, I, I went just the discs. I, did, I didn't do any of the add-ons. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did the Reptilicus VHS add-on, and then I did yep. the um, a hoodie. Ooh, a hoodie! But I better, maybe I'll check where the fuck that's at because if you got it, then I should get it. Double check your email because I had to update my like whatever address or something. You know, for Kickstarter, makes oh. you put in your address like fifty times. But yeah, that's so. that's all I got. Nice. All right, Connor, you're new to the show. Why don't you tell everybody about yourself? (laughs) I work too much. I watch a lot of dumb movies. Um, Yeah, I don't really do much. I just watch, like, crappy movies, work six days a week, hang out with the kiddos, be terrorized by a puppy. Now, do do you watch the movies with your kids, too? Do you torture them with it? No, they won't watch them with me. They're lame. My dog, I make watch with me. He's like the only one that'll watch this. My wife doesn't even watch half the movies I watch. Oh yeah, no, I I, I can't get Elisa to watch anything anymore. I have used up all of my like goodwill in terms of like, oh, we should watch this movie, and she now she won't trust anything that I I suggest. I my kids are obsessed with Five Nights at Freddy's, so I'm like, oh, well, I'll play them these trailers. I made them watch the Willy's Wonderland trailer and. Uh, banana splits trailer which was probably a bad parenting choice on my part but then my son told my wife that he had nightmares because of the banana splits trailer and i got in trouble for that i'm like what the hell it was a freaking trailer hey, well the, <laughs> the five night of freddy's movie's coming out right they gotta be excited yeah. for that yeah i'm not even letting them watch the trailer for that oh wow <laughs> i went wow. down that aisle before i'm not getting yelled at again for that <laughs> although that, that five nights of freddy movie does like it's got the guy who played future man uh, he's in there and I kind of want to see it for that alone because I love that show, Future Man. I thought it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I saw that. I went to the movies recently and saw the trailer 
And I was like, ugh. The problem is, it's like 10 years too late. They should have come out with that movie a fucking decade ago. Right, yeah, exactly. It was the same thing with that Simpsons movie that came out. Like, it was like 20 years later than it should have. Like, I yeah, didn't right. know about it. <clears throat> but other than that, no, I just... I watched so many shark movies on Tubi during Shark Week that, like, oh my, my recommendation was all shark movies. I'm like, oh, I'm done with that for now. I need yeah. to take a... Uh, oh yeah, my my two B suggestions are it's it's the worst things you could imagine. Right. It's like all it's all Polonia Brothers, like basically. <laughs> Did you watch Cocaine Shark? I have not watched that yet. Uh, <laughs> it is on my recommended list. <laughs> okay, well, enjoy it. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be excellent. Uh, I've just been on vacation for the last week, so it was more of a staycation, just trying to get shit done around the house. Nice. I lifted up all the carpet in my living room and removed 37 pounds of dust that was underneath there. Oh, my God. So I'm already breathing a little better. Well, yeah, not, not a lot of eating a lot of ramen, doing stupid shit. Nice. There's a, a metal band from Australia that I wanted to go to, and they're doing a U.S. tour, but they're not coming anywhere closer than Ohio. And I'm like, who oh. is it? Is it Feed Her to the Sharks? No, it's a band called To the Grave. I, mean, I keep posting their videos on Facebook because uh, they're probably my favorite band at the moment. Um, hmm. But I'm, I don't feel like torturing myself with going to Ohio. <laughs> that sounds I awful. mean, they're not, they're not even headlining. Maybe if it was like a headlining tour, maybe. But nah. I did that is for it a like, Is it like Cleveland or like Columbus? Columbus. Oh, God. It's even worse. <laughs> yeah. It was only a three-hour drive from where I live, but... Not worth it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, myself recently, um, one of our we were having a contractor redo one of our bathrooms because it was old and gross and from like, you know, nineteen eighty, whatever year my house was built, I forgot. And uh, the guy's like, "Yeah, it's it's going to be about a week and a half." And we're like, "Oh, okay. We are now on week three. And uh, the toilet is still not in the bathroom. The toilet is sitting in uh, the the, uh, the bedroom where the dogs are, just sitting there. And there's just an open sewer line that just smells like fucking shit and piss just sitting in the bathroom. And uh, Elisa's had, because the way we sort of run our house, Elisa has the downstairs bathroom. I have the upstairs bathroom. And that is what keeps us, you know, still together. Uh, having, having the separate bathrooms, but now we're supposed to... about you peeing in a little hole. Oh my god! I don't know. I'm like a laser. I'll get right down that thing. But um, <laughs> no. Now she's sharing my bathroom, and she's like, like, just all of her shit has moved into the bathroom. So many bottles. Like, I already had my shower perfectly set up, and now I'm like, oh, everything's thrown off. Like my whole life has been turned upside down by this. So somehow I'm struggling to make it through. Um, while taking four shits in the morning, you know. <laughs> uh, let's see, what else is I, have I been doing? Uh, oh, last night I went to another Connecticut Cult Classics double feature, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and 4. Um, so that was good. And it made me realize that it had been, like, a really long time since I watched both of those. And I, I, 4 was better than I remembered. And I mean that, like, from a... 
I guess you could say from like a filmmaking standpoint, like it looks really nice and uh, the shots are really interesting and it's like fun to watch. And three is actually worse than I remember. And I know everyone's like favorite is part three, but I was like, oh my God, this is kind of boring. Like fucking nothing happens for 90% of the movie. It's just people running around arguing about hypnosil and going into like uh, uh, dream group meetings and stuff. It's like really boring. I'm like, oh god, what happened to this? <laughs> this used to be my favorite. So it is still yeah. one of my favorites. You know, I always say one, three, four, and New Nightmare are my favorites. Oh yeah, franchise. Yeah, New Nightmare. I Definitely. love number four though. But I love Dream Master. That's Probably, I would say it's probably my favorite of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies after the first one. It still has four has one of the one of those kills that, like, as a little kid, I would have to turn away. And even now, I'm fucking forty years old, and I'm watching this, and I'm like, oh god, it's coming! Here it comes! It's like when that girl's <laughs> weightlifting and her, her oh, arms yeah. get snapped back. Oh my god, dude! I'm like, it's coming! <laughs> <laughs> I gotta close my eyes. Oh man! So yeah, that was good. And um, yeah, that, that's really about it. I've been playing some video games, not much. I've been getting into like this uh, turn-based strategy game, which is not my typical kind of game. I don't usually play those, but it's um, the Marvel's Midnight Suns, and uh, it's good to play on the couch because I can still watch like a TV show or a football game or something. And, you know, I don't have to really pay a lot of attention to it, which is nice. So I heard Baldur's Gate three is awesome. I have heard that's awesome. It's, it's been getting killer reviews, but I I don't know how far down the nerd. Well, I can go Mike. Like, yeah, that's a D and D game. I don't know. either. I'm, I'm down there pretty far, you know, playing all these from (laughs) soft games and one more step that now I'm playing a turn-based strategy. What the fuck am I doing? I used to be cool. Okay, I've been addicted to Monopoly Go. Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> I know. It's so <laughs> stupid. It's just like you hit a button, but it's like an hour later, I'm like, fuck, I'm out of rolls. Oh <laughs> now, what my do god. I do? Is it just you? Are you playing with other people? How's that work? Uh, my wife plays. Some of the people I work with play, so it's kind of fun. But Oh, but you'll have to wait until like they make their move, and then it comes back around to you? Well... So, like, you get your rolls, and then you can, like, attack other people's, like, properties and stuff like that, or steal money from their bank. So it can it can be kind of interactive as far as that goes, but other than that, you just keep hitting the go button in your little, uh, I have the duck, we'll go around the board. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty dumb, but it's a time killer. Yeah. Sorry, guys, I'm gonna have to go for shit. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming, but it was just, I was kind of hoping I could hold out until the end of the podcast. But no, it's um, it's not. I've got a turtle head poking, so I'm going to put my mic on mute, and um, I'll leave you to oh, it. I'll be back shortly. That, that's a new technique for Shane, putting his mic on mute while he takes a shit. Well, I, could it, I could leave it on, and you can hear me screaming and shouting as I'm unleashing hell on my toilet. Pebble battle. Yeah. Yeah. Pebble bashing the porcelain in true style. I hope it's the same color as a turtle head. Oh, no. <laughs> just, anyway. just as slimy, too. Uh, right. Anyway. I'll be All back right, shortly. Shane. 
It'll come out about as fast as a turtle. Oh, God. <laughs> well, Mike, since I still have you here, uh, I know you had watched uh, Last Voyage of the Demeter, right? Yeah, the last couple of weeks I uh, was going to the theater. I, I watched Talk to Me, and then I watched Isaac, or The Last Voyage of the Demeter. So, yeah, I, I caught that last week. Figure we'd go over that while I still got you here. Yeah, man. So, uh, so what'd you think about it? I liked it a lot. Um, on my personal ranking scale, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Yeah. Um, I liked it tremendously. It, the, the acting was great in it. The characters were great in it. Uh, Dracula looked fucking awesome in it. Um, there was a lot of tense scenes. It was just like everything I thought the movie wouldn't be because it was like a, you know, a heavily, maybe not heavily, but a Hollywood movie that was getting promoted. And I'm like, yeah, it's probably going to be shitty, you know, based off the a chapter of the book. And I'm like, oh, whatever. Um, but I, I went into it and I was really surprised. It looked awesome. The cinematography was really great. This, yeah. Everything was like really good. And I was surprised that it was so good. Um, there's a lot of cool uh, practical effects in it. They kind of use CGI when they needed to. Um, Dracula is just a dude in a suit. You know what I mean? With like, not not all of the scenes are you know uh, practical. There's a lot of like um, CGI in it. But like, the ending was fucking awesome. <laughs> like everything was just really good. I, uh, I, I, if you like Dracula and you've seen or if you've or if you've read the book or like Dracula movies, this is, you have to watch this. Yeah. Um, is this, is this the scariest Dracula? Uh, I would say so because it doesn't show his charming side at all. It just shows his, um, his, uh, boat ride and how he's fucking killing everybody on the way. I, it's, I don't think I got to that part of the book. Where, because I started reading it a while back and I stopped for whatever reason. And I, I remember from past movies and everything, they always kind of like glimpsed over uh, the Demeter voyage and everything. Um, so it was cool to see like him, like, you know, how he was getting fed and, you know, what happened on the boat. Um, but yeah, he's, he's brutal in this. He's, you know, he was doing whatever he needed to to survive that, that voyage. So I, yeah. I think it's most like terrifying, and even, um, yeah, there's there's no like charming um, Dracula in this movie. You don't. Val was hoping for like a cameo from um, what's his face from that Keanu Reeves Dracula, Gary Oldman. Yeah, <laughs> he was hoping like Gary Oldman would come out of nowhere. I'm like, yo. Oh, I thought but, you were going to uh, say, uh, what's his face? Um, Nicholas Cage, because he would just play Dracula last year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was hoping for like a Gary Oldman uh, cameo, but there is not. Um, but there's no charming Dracula unless he's just a, like, he's a fucking monster. He's yeah, a, he's, a, he's a, it's, absolute monster. Uh, yeah. He's, so I, I loved it. I thought it was, it was great. I'm going to buy it when it comes out. I think it's one of the best Dracula movies in a lot of years. So I got a lot of like. I'm surprised Hollywood like took the chance on it because it seems so like niche. And contained. It was like just this tiny little part of the story. And to me, it reminded me most of like the thing or like alien. Like you're just stuck here. 
there's a fucking monster on the boat. What are you going to do about it? Like, oh, fuck. And it's brutal. Just absolutely brutalizing people. No one is safe, yeah. too. I love that. So, yeah, I uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Do you want to see more from this Dracula? Like, would you like to see, if not a sequel, a prequel, like whatever, whatever else happens in this Dracula line? Um, I don't know, because, like, I feel like they've got a really good thing here with this just random movie that came out that was really good. And Dracula is shown to be, like, this brutal, desperate monster to get fed. Um, as much as it would be cool to see that version of Dracula in, like, a prequel setting where, you know, uh, what's-his-face goes to Dracula's castle. And, you know, it, it's it, it would be neat to see, to see that. It would be neat to see the other end of it where he finally arrives in, like, London. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel like they'll learn it somehow. Yeah, of course. I know. Yeah, it's like you, it's they hit it out of the park. And I like this director. Um, what's his? Andre uh, Overdahl, um, the guy who did Troll Hunter and Autopsy of Jane Doe. I think both of those are excellent. And I think this is another really good one. So can't wait to see more from him. It was awesome. So what was that other one you also watched? Uh, I talk watched, to me. Uh, yeah, talk to me. Um, so that movie I wasn't too thrilled with. It was getting a lot of hype because it's like an A24 horror movie and um, the directors are kind of like these like no-name directors um, and they're like younger guys. But um, there the, the hype train was pretty real for this. Everyone, It was getting like the Blair Witch Project <laughs> treatment or one of those movies that like the trailer is just kind of like reactions from the audience. And they're like, it's the scariest movie I've ever seen in my life. It's terrifying. Like, fuck off. It's not. You're in your fucking forties. If you're getting terrified from a movie, you're the biggest pussy in your friend group. Guaranteed. Um, yeah. So it was all those trailers that were just overhyping it up. And I, I went because I, I like E24 a lot. Um, I like the fact that this was, you know, Australian and not, you know, another American movie. Um, it was a different take on a possession movie. And I, I, I really liked the beginning. Um, it had a super unique premise because if you're not familiar with it, the premise is that a bunch of like uh, high school kids are going around this table and they, they shake hands with the statue that was rumored to be the hand of a gypsy woman or no, a psychic. And, like, she could talk to the dead. So the hand is, like, uh, um, from that. And you shake hands with it. And then as soon as you shake hands with it, you see a, um, a, a dead person in front of you. And if you say, talk to me, they'll possess you. And the high school kids will time it because it's got to be under two minutes that they'll possess you for. And I guess it's, like, the greatest feeling in the world where uh, you're getting possessed by this person. And then you could like, you know, all their like thoughts and everything and you, they could speak through you and, and stuff like that. So they turn like a possession into kind of a Friday night high school gathering game um, that I loved. I thought it was awesome. But there's a certain point of the movie where it just comes to a grinding halt, And uh, a certain member goes into, 
the hospital and it just does not recover from it. Like you're constantly going back to the hospital. You constantly see uh, where the movie's going to go. Uh, there's some snippets here and there where I thought, okay, that's a really cool idea. Um, but if they never go back to it, however, the ending is awesome. There's like an ending scene that was really well done. The camera work was great. So I love the beginning. I really love the ending, but the middle was boring as shit. I've seen mm. it done way better from other possession movies. Um, I gave it a seven. Val gave it a, uh, <laughs> like a four or five. Wow. Um, Brutal. Yeah, <laughs> she came out of there. We don't disagree on movies often, but we did on that. Um, but yeah, it was it was very much overhyped. Um, I just don't understand why like kids have to keep being involved, like high school kids. I guess that's where what the movie was, uh, the audience was aimed for. But still, this is I don't know. I can't relate anymore. And it's just kind of boring. So, but I, I, like, I know a sequel was just announced. Um, I don't know if the sequel is a prequel or not, but I think they need to explain a lot more because a lot of questions I had, they weren't explained at all. So it was just kind of like, Hey, we've got this hand and where to come from. They're like, Oh, I don't know. And like, they just left it at that. Okay, cool. That's that's the that's why I I was interested in movies for the hand and like you guys are just like <laughs> you're just saying I don't know. So I don't know where to come that. from. We don't know. Yeah. So that was my my thoughts on it. It was okay, but it's getting so overhyped. Like even the eight twenty four subreddit. They're like it was way better than I thought it would be. It no, you're dumb. <laughs> <clears throat> Hype can ruin movies so bad. Dude, it's brutal, especially with, like, I think it's just getting overhyped because it's an A24, another A24 horror film. But you look at movies like The Witch and Hereditary, which are, like, personally, they're 10 out of 10s for me. And then you watch Talk to Me. It's such a step down. It's so mm. uh, formulaic. It's so cliche. And a lot of other fancy terms used for mediocre movies. But, like, it, that's all it is. <laughs> It's it's so like by the numbers. It's I, it's kind of like insulting in a way. Wow, yeah, that's disappointing. There's like good movies that come out of Australia though. Like I don't know if oh. you guys ever seen a movie called Butt Boy. It's got a stupid <laughs> note, but the movie itself is insane. Okay, it's like so bath salts. That that is a movie that um I own. And I, we, I had been meaning to watch it with a group of friends that I have because, like, we were talking about what movie to watch next. We like to do theme nights. And Butt Boy was going to be my next theme night. And I don't know what the rest of it's going to be, like, what the rest of the night is going to be about. Like, what cocktails we have or snacks or whatever. But Butt Boy is 100% the next movie that we're going to watch in that group. It's... As you should. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's really good, yeah. Yeah, so then, obviously, I'm glad I kind of I was out of the room while Mike was talking about uh, the last Voyager, the Lameter. Um, but that's not actually getting a UK release yet. I did send no. a link. In, I did send a link in the um, group chat about which why. is which is strange because it's like very British. Mm. So, and I want to see it, but just to say that I've seen it. But I mean, I've read Dracula. I know what happens. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's just, uh, I am interested in seeing it. 
So Alisa was asking me about it, like, like the uh, she's like, oh, who's in it? And I go, oh, you know the guy from Game of Thrones, the like um, the guy was missing some fingers and he's got to like protect the girl. And she goes, oh yeah, yeah, I know that guy. What does he play? I go, oh, he plays an old British grizzled sailor. And she goes, wow, that's a stretch for him. <laughs> ah. I'm like, yeah, pretty much. But in the book, they don't they don't go over what happens on a ship, right? Um, the, the captain's log, which the captain oh, yeah. reads throughout, that's basically what it is. It's like, very, you know, it, it, it's not long. It's like, a, I forget how many pages it is even, just going over that, the captain's logs. Um, but yeah, it's, it's relatively quick. Um, but, uh, but I kind of like that they did something with it. It's like... What's maybe the scariest part of the whole Dracula story? I don't know, being trapped on a fucking ship with Dracula? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Was, was that an actor that played Dracula in that, or is that CGI? That was an actor. Uh, yeah, well, that- yeah, there is there is CGI, like, you know, in certain scenes. Not though. If you watch the trailer, you, you see, like, he's, like, at one point has wings. You're like, okay, yeah, that's, uh, that's not a guy. just... <laughs> <laughs> I just watched Blood, the Last Vampire, because I picked it up at Second and Charles, and that's a kind of older movie. And the movie was sweet, but the demon vampire thing in there, the CGI was so terrible. Oh, I thought isn't that an anime? No, well, no, it was a live action. It was an Asian movie. It was live action, but I think it's based off of an anime. It is based okay. off an anime. I've got it on Blu-ray myself. Yeah, I've um, seen the anime. I've never seen the live action. The fight is great. Yeah, Colin Salmon is in it. Who? Colin Salmon. He was one of the guys. He was one of the. Um, if you remember in Resident Evil, the first movie, he was the I guy who to. got diced up. <laughs> he got um, diced up. He got diced okay. up by the lasers in the tunnel. Yep. Yeah, him. Gotcha. Yeah, I've seen him and stuff. There was a really cool um, scene in Demeter. Where uh, <laughs> there's an uh, there's a guy on the ship, and he's looking around for for Dracula because he heard something, and Dracula's under the fucking stairs, and like he's like crawling out. It's just so well oh. done. I'm I'm not sure if it's CGI or that was the actor, but it's it was like really dark outside. of raining and it was just uh this dracula just acting like a fucking animal dude like just coming out of the the staircase out of the dark it was so well done and so cool but it was like so slow and like just watching him come out of it and i think they did a really good job with that with the actor the guy that saw it and he's like looking at it like what the fuck is this and like you're thinking the same thing when you're watching you're like what the fuck is this and then he comes out, and you're like, oh, my God. The kills are brutal in that, though. It's it's yeah, good fun. Yeah, All right, fellas, it. let's move on a little bit. I know we got some news that we have to tackle. News. <laughs> so, on, on my list of news, uh, they have a new poster and maybe some more information about the Toxic Avenger remake. Um. Uh, it's directed by Macon Blair, stars Kevin Bacon, Elijah Wood, Jacob Tremblay, 
And, of course, Peter Dinklage, as we've talked about previously, as Toxie, apparently. Um, as of right now, the screen, as of, like, we're recording now, I don't think the screenings have begun of the movie, but they're going to start, like, very soon. So, uh, are, are you guys still interested in this, or, uh, or has, uh, doing a remake of the Toxic Avenger pushed you the wrong way? I'm interested in it. Just be, I don't think they're going to do a good job. Like, I'm not expecting it. But, like, the original Toxic, Toxic Avenger, I mean, it's a classic. I named my fish Toxie. Actually, <laughs> there you go. But yeah, no, I'm I'm interested in it, but I'm not going to hold my breath on it being any good. I mean, the only thing that has me more interested is just having Kevin Bacon and Elijah Wood. I feel like, uh, especially Elijah Wood, he's got like actual horror cred. Like the guys, you know, he loves horror, and you're like, okay, if he's putting his name on it and being part of this, maybe it's going to have something. I don't know. I got my doubts. I mean, it's obviously it's not going to be the same movie. It's going to be completely different, I imagine, because, you know, Peter Dinklage being the main character is going to make the movie not necessarily the same. But uh, I just hope they keep all the over-the-top gore and, and just do practical effects, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, that's... they'll probably get rid of a lot of, like, the, the racism that, you know, a lot of the troll <laughs> movies have. They'll probably uh, get rid of a lot of the racism. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of the trauma movies, there's a lot of racism, a lot of homophobia in it, and you kind of expect that from Lloyd Kaufman, you know. But Kevin Bacon is, a, is one of my celebrity man crushes, so oh. that's interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, I like. Uh, I, I'm kind of, I'm indifferent on it because I don't like how Hollywooded out it is. I don't understand why it needs to have all these like big name actors. Uh, especially like Kevin Bacon, like I like Kevin Bacon, but a lot of his recent horror movies have been garbage. Um, I don't. Uh, I, I I like the fact that um, Peter Dinklage is going to be in it. I think it's going to bring a kind of a different, um, like just character to it. It's going to make make it kind of like it's it's a reason for a remake. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of different. Um, but I don't think that they're gonna knock it out of the park at all. I like Elijah Wood, but I don't see it being that good. I, I just hope there's a fucking watermelon head crush scene. Like, there's gotta be. <laughs> just absolutely I don't think that they're gonna have. I don't think they're gonna have a lot of practical effects. Like, they're remaking Street Trash as well, which I don't think is gonna... I, I saw that, yeah. I don't know. But How the... do you remake Street Trash? That's insane. I actually watched Fried Berry because of the I heard about the remake of Street Trash, and I think he he could might be able to do it. Fried Berry was pretty insane. I don't know if you guys watched it or not. I think I, I watched it now. once, but I, I don't remember it at all. Yeah, I, I would recommend uh, you know maybe taking some edibles or something <laughs> <laughs> before you watch it. But it's definitely out there. Reminds me of the time I watched Paul while I was stoned. That added. I added some good giggles. With the alien yeah. movie? Yeah, Paul. Simon oh, Pegg and Nick Frost. Yeah. Idiocracy. Too many times. Oh, my God. <laughs> Love that movie. So, yeah, uh, let's... Um, on other news, fellas, we had some trailers that we watched. Uh, one of them, Shane, I know you're excited for. Uh, why don't you tell us about Slaughter House? Oh, Slaughter House. Oh, my God. Do you know what, right? I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks of this movie. I want this movie in my collection right now. Like, as in now. 
because it's just the whole idea of a psychopathic sloth. I, I can't believe you're character. saying this, Shane. Is this the same Shane that's on this podcast normally? You go, yeah, oh, shut your face, I'm talking. You're um, excited for <laughs> Slother House? Right, it's just the whole idea of a psychopathic sloth as an apex predator running around killing sorority girls. I need to have this movie in my collection right now. It's got to be... It's going to be bad. You've got to picture it. It has to be as bad as Zombievers. And Zombievers was so bad, it was brilliant. And I've got a feeling Slopper House is going to be so bad, it's fucking awesome. And it's I agree just, with everything. Yeah, it, of course so you would. Good. It looks so <laughs> funny. My God! We should have Brian Boudreaux on here talking about fucking Slopper House as well, because he, he loves sloths. So it's like, if you love a sloth, you've got to watch fucking Slopper House, you know. It's just, if you have a sloth. Amazing. Who has a sloth? I never thought that they would use a sloth as a villain. I'm excited for it. But then again, I own a movie about a killer pinata. So I don't know <laughs> why I'm too too surprised oh, that they use a sloth. But... Um, can you remember the, um, the mock-up poster they did a few years ago for Catnado? Mm-mm. I want to see that as a reality. I want someone to make Catnado. Listen, I've had a Catnado in my room. My fucking cats in a in a tornado situation tearing up the place. But yeah, <laughs> no, I want I want to see a film where lots of kitties are basically laying waste to the world. Um, you know, that kind of thing because it's it's cats. I love cats and like Slopher House. Just it's it's just right up there for me. I just saw the trailer and I was like, I need this movie now. Mike, do you share Shane's enthusiasm for Slopher House? No, um... Haven, <laughs> Haven. Like I think I'll I'll enjoy it. I'll like it because I like I really like Thanks Killing a lot. The first one, um, and it reminded me of that. But I just I'm kind of over the movies that are made bad on purpose. Like the whole point of like 80s movies that were bad is a lot of them didn't know that they were shitty. So they were like taking themselves way too seriously. And this, it's like it's entertaining. I'm going to like it. And I'll probably buy it. But I don't know. I'm kind of over it. Like it's just so many movies are being made bad on purpose. It's kind of boring to me. I'm buying oh, yeah. it. I'm buying it. When it comes out, when it gets a UK release, I am fucking buying it. What if there's only a Japanese version? <laughs> I hate that movies come out like that. I've had to buy German releases of like playing with dolls so I could have it on physical. It's frustrating. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I've been there. I got a bunch of weirdo German fucking boxes. That's all right. I got a copy of um, In the Max Madness on German import. Oh, that sounds cool. One of my imports of Vivid has no English subtitles, so I spent all this money on an import with no English subtitles. I'm watching a French movie. Dude, I did that fucking recently. I bought a copy of uh, Lady Blood, which is the sequel to Baby's Blood. And uh, I was like, oh, great. I got it in. There's no English subtitles. It's only in French. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Real quick, real quick. You were talking about Baby Blood in an episode, and I had yeah. paused it when you were talking about the DVD with Gary Oldman as a voice. <laughs> and I'm like, this movie sounds awesome. So I bought the DVD on eBay that day, and then I finished listening to it. And like 10 seconds later, you're like, don't buy the DVD. 
<laughs> Beauty. Oh my god. Yeah, because the audio sucks on that. It's so terrible. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Don't buy the DVD. <laughs> oh shit. Alright, we gotta blast through these next ones. Uh we also had a trailer for Megalomaniac. Um this might be up your alley, Mike. I don't know if you watched this trailer yet. Which one was this? Uh, this was the one, it's an artsy, I think, a French horror movie where oh, yeah. a, a woman's living with her, I assume, brother or something, and they've got, like, some creepy slave that they keep in the house and, like, abuse. Yeah, it reminded me of Martyrs. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of, oh. I got that same vibe. It, it, like, the old, I mean, old now, I say, it used to be, you know, <clears> new, <throat> new wave of French horror, now it's an old wave, because we're old as shit, but... Uh, it really took me back to like the, um, you know, Frontiers, Martyrs, all those like awesome French movies from back in the day. Yeah, I yeah, I'll I'll probably watch this for sure. That one looks good to me, and uh, yeah, it has that French extreme vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one looks good. Um, and along the same lines, another foreign film. Um, I, I don't remember if you sent this, Connor, or if I did. So, somebody put out a trailer for Good Boy. Um, uh, did you watch that, Shane? I watched them all. Oh, you did? What did you think of the trailer for Good Boy? I can't even remember it. <laughs> it's it's the, it the, the guy's a dog. Uh, yeah, Good Boy. Yeah, that just looks weird. I'm excited for that one because I really liked Cat Sick Blues. I don't know if you guys watched that, but the guy no. dressed up like a cat in that one. <clears throat> um, but I feel like from the trailer alone, it looks like it could be way too artsy. You know what I mean? But uh, I'll yeah, definitely sure watch all three of them. Enough. I want to see. Yeah, no, I want trash. You know, like yeah, I, I, I don't want. I don't want a fucking story. I want a dude in a dog outfit. You know, <laughs> on somebody's leg. <laughs> That, that was shoe very on a shoe. I'm calling fucking shenanigans. It was very restrained with the with the humping. I expected there to be some. Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I got shining vibes from that. Shining. Yeah, the guy in the dog suit. It just oh, the guy in the dog suit, right? Yeah. It just reminded me of that, and I was like, hey, okay, this is just weird. I mean, maybe there's <laughs> going to be a blowjob scene. We never know. Yeah, so that's just weird. That's doesn't seem right. Yep. I'm excited for all three. I think all of them look good in their own way. Yeah, there's uh, interesting stuff coming. We'll say that. Um, and there's probably other stuff I also didn't grab. Uh, I know, Connor, you'd sent over one of the trailers for some fan films, um, one of them being a sequel to New Nightmare, which we had just yep. mentioned. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of interesting. Um, I, 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 it makes me wonder, like, how much of a film is it going to be? Are they like, well, is it going to be like, like, cause it, it, all the shots for the trailer look like they all take place in the same couple of scenes. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering how, like, um, you know, stretched out the movie itself will be. That movie's been in development for a few years. COVID put it down for a little while. Cause the actor that got to play Freddie is Canadian and he couldn't get into America. Um, but Thank God. No, you know, even in the trailer, I think he looks like a better Freddy than that 2011 one. And uh, it's a fan film, and they got Dylan to come back to reprise his role from New Nightmare, which is interesting. 
Um, and New Nightmare is, is a good movie. You know, like, I think it's underrated. Agreed. Yeah, I also did like that they had, like, a big focus on, like, his dinosaur toy. And yeah. it's all it's all stitched up. I love that. I think that's awesome. <laughs> I don't know if that was in the Nightmare or in the real life, though. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I did the Indiegogo, like, two years ago. So, hopefully, I'll actually get the movie at, like, some point. Yeah, someday. Someday it'll come out. Right. So, that looks But also, good. the guys that did uh, Never Hike Alone, uh, Womp Stomp, they're, they're backing it. And uh, the fan, the Friday the Thirteenth fan films, Never Hike Alone and Never Hike in the Snow, I thought were both excellent. They're up so there with I, releases with uh, Friday the Thirteenth. I loved Never Hike Alone. I thought Never Hike in the Snow wasn't as good. Um, it was still okay. I liked that it was you know it was in the snow and that was cool. But I feel like <laughs> a Never Never Hike Alone was just like its own unique thing. I thought that was really awesome. The third one's coming out soon. They're working on it. I mean, it should be pretty good. Yeah, I think Never Hike Alone got um, got a little jacked up because of COVID. But that scene where Jason's in the snow and he shoots the bow and arrow because the guy's at the car, that was perfect. I was like, yeah. I've always wanted to, I never knew that I wanted to see Jason in snow, but now I've seen it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That that was always um, the, the whatever you want to call it, the next Friday the 13th for years and years and years. It was rumored to be a snow uh, movie, one that takes place in the winter. But, uh, that never never came out. At one so. point, they were talking about doing something with Jason's dad, and I thought that might be interesting. But whatever. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel, like they've got that new Netflix show. I think it's Netflix that's coming out, and it's like the backstory of Jason or something. And it's like I, I don't care. I just I don't I don't want to watch a Friday the Thirteenth TV show where Jason isn't a homicidal maniac. You know that can't be killed. Like I just don't want to watch that. It's, it sounds awful. Right. That's like watching a Batman TV show where Batman's not in it. Like the last three Batman TV shows they put out. <laughs> like, I don't fucking care. What's the best part about Batman? Fucking Batman. <laughs> I like that one that came out. Uh, it was, was like almost three hours long. It was two and a half hours long. I was like, what the? F-? It was good, but I had to watch it over like two days. Oh, the last Batman movie? Yeah, with uh, the um, Twilight guy. Twilight, yeah. Yeah, I liked it. All right, let's get to our main topic here, fellas. We're uh we're spinning our wheels and we gotta get into it. Uh so Connor, you wanted to discuss some indie movies. I know we've touched a little bit on a couple GoFundMe's and stuff. So um why why don't you start us off? Uh you got an indie movie you'd like to talk about? Uh yeah, the first one I got is um actually it's on Tubi. Uh it's called One Dead Dog. It was made for about 40000 which is the higher budget of the two movies that I watched. <laughs> it came out in 2021. It's a, it's a horror comedy, but the, a lot of the comedy is really like deadpan, dry, and it's delivered really well by the main... Uh, God, I don't remember his name. Daniel Tracy is his name, but his name is Tracy in the, in the show. And him and his brother Noah are both serial killers, and they're going to their family cabin, whose uncle is actually played by Mark Patton, who played Jesse in Friday the 13th, too, hmm. um, to bury their dog. And when they get there, there's somebody squatting in the house. It's a girl named Emily, who also turns out to be a serial killer. So the whole show is just them bonding, killing people, a lot of dry humor, trying to find... Uh, place to put their family dog Dot to rest. So, I mean, the name of the movie I think probably puts a lot of people off, 
but there's not any animal murders or anything like that. You don't see an animal dying. It's just the name of the movie. Um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was on Tubi. Well, if it's uh, on Tubi, you know it's got to be good. Oh, no, I was just showing when people could watch it if they wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 love love the, the, I love the dry, deadpan humor, especially that the, the main actor delivers. It's just a little refreshing. It's not always like slapstick and really stupid stuff that does make you chuckle but it's like okay whatever now is it is it more comedy more horror like what are we talking about it's definitely more on the comedy aspect um a lot of people a lot of people do die in the movie i don't have like a death count i didn't take that detailed of notes i did watch it about a week i watched it again about a week ago um but it's definitely more comedy with horror aspects to it but Oh no! It's, it's 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 not a very long movie. I think it's about like ninety minutes, eighty-eight minutes, something like that. And uh, it's just a fun time to watch. Yeah, the short ones are always good. Especially yeah, some of the some of the indie movies you want to get in, you want to get out. You know, and some of them they like, and I get it. Like they didn't have a huge budget, so they want to throw everything that they recorded into the movie. But it's yeah. like now you have a two and a half hour long movie that I'm going to be bored with at ninety minutes. Right. <laughs> No, I I 100% agree. I feel like some of the best ones are ones where they know, like, okay, listen, we got, like, a solid 70 minutes. Let's just do that and get out. <laughs> right. So that's always good. It was so, hard to uh, pick movies. There were so many different things. I'm like, what do I want to talk about? Like, Todd Sheets, you know. Oh, yeah. Some Todd of the Sheets. Oh, my God. Find indie movies can't even find on IMDb. But then I'm like, huh. I'll just pick two. <laughs> What's that Todd Sheets one? Um, oh, the one where he, he's... Oh, no, wait, not Todd Sheets. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Tim Ritter. I'm, I'm confusing two indie icons. Uh, I was thinking <laughs> of... Um, What's that one with Tim Ritter where he has that like hallucination and it's a bunch of big lips like giving a blowjob? Ah, uh, fuck. Shit. Uh, I can't remember I the name of it. I'll think of it. Killing spree. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, Tim Ritter. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's see. I had a couple on here. Uh, I'll go with the. I'll go with the first one I wanted to talk about. Uh, this is Hotel Inferno from uh, 2013, uh, made by Necrostorm, which is a pretty fucking cool distribution name or whatever you want to call it. A movie production house. Uh, it's directed by. Oh, here we go. Uh, Giulio Di Santi, uh, who was also the director of Tater City, Infidious, uh, Mildew from Planet uh, Zonader, and uh, the other Hotel Inferno films, two and three, and fingers crossed, hopefully four coming out soon. Um, the basic plot of Hotel Inferno, I mean, like, well, from the very beginning, the movie's entirely shot in first person. And I guess this happened before um, Hardcore Henry, which was, you know, more of a mainstream first-person action movie. Um, so this one's entirely shot from the viewpoint of this guy who's a contract killer, and he's hired to uh, to kill some people in a hotel from a mysterious voice uh, who speaks with him through these, like, fancy glasses that the voice can watch what he's seeing through. Um, and, uh, he goes about it, he, he makes his kills, but he doesn't, uh, necessarily kill them in the specific way that he's been told, like, 
the voice tells him to like tear the brains out and then I think rip their guts out or something. I don't know. There may have been more details about uh, the methods he was supposed to use to kill them. Uh, but he gets like too freaked out when he finds out like one of the persons that he killed was like this weird, like, I don't even know what you describe it as like almost like a zombie. Like they're like rotting. And uh, he's like, what the fuck is going on? And then the mysterious voice, it turns out that entire hotel is filled with killers and like psychos, cannibals, zombies, demons. Like, you know, it's it's just a whole hotel filled with insanity. And they all start attacking this guy and he's got to make his way from like scene to scene, absolutely butchering people in like the most horrible methods possible. Uh, I, I'd say it probably qualifies as, like, an ultra-gore movie. Um, I've seen a lot worse, but, you know, they're really trying to push the gore in this one is what, they, uh, what they're what they really trying to do. And um, I think maybe the wildest thing about the whole movie is that the main character uses a Windows phone, if you remember that from, like, 2010, <laughs> when they put out, like, two Windows phones. Um, other than that, the, the effects... Uh, range from like amazing to absolutely hilarious like some things are just like over the top goofball funny uh they use a little bit of cgi um to do like transitions and blends and stuff um and uh, like a lot of the work is because it's shot in first person and they could sort of um take advantage of like the screen blurring like with does a fast motion They'll take advantage of that where they'll like sneak in a cut. So like, let's say he's got a hammer and he's going to smash somebody's face in the camera will pan down very fast. And then when it stabilizes again, you know, it'll, you'll see like the, the hammer splatter and then it'll move back and then come down again. And like each progressive one, it gets, you know, more gory and violent as more chunks are coming out and stuff. Um, there's some cool like gun work and squibs and stuff that's in it. Um, it really plays out like sort of a live action doom as much as you would want a live action doom um, because it's first person and there's like guns and bombs and shit, uh, pipes bashing brains in. Um, yeah, overall. And, and like I was saying earlier, I think this clock's in at like 77 minutes or something like that, which is absolutely perfect. It's exactly what you want. It doesn't overstay its welcome from when the movie starts moving forward the pace is just nonstop, constant action and gore, just flat out. And, uh, you know, it's got just enough of a story that you're kind of kept interested in to see where it's going to go and, uh, and how it's going to end up. So, the, yeah, the first one, Hotel Inferno, is absolutely awesome. Uh, I got my copies of 1 through 3 from, I think it was necrostorm.com. Uh, they, they sell the Blu-rays and stuff, but... Um, I don't know, this might be streaming somewhere. I didn't really look for it, to be completely honest. But uh, how have you seen this one, Connor? Uh, well, while I released it in America, and it was streaming on something, and I watched the first one, I really enjoyed it. I actually watched that before I watched Hardcore Henry. Yep. Um, and then I also did the Necrostorm, where I got all three <laughs> yep. like uh, DVDs. And I watched all three of them, and all three of them are excellent. And like I like how it plays out like a video game, like in the second one, third one, he starts getting like upgrades to like his weapons and his body and stuff like that. Like demonic things. Um, for being a low budget, like indie Italian splatter film, all three movies are fantastic. Oh yeah. I forgot to mention that it was Italian. Um, but it, it is in English though, which is nice. Yeah. 
Although I can't speak for how quality the acting is. The voiceover work is a little bit hilarious. Um, but you're not watching it for the acting or the voiceovers. You know, you're, you're, this is basically an exhibition of action and gore and kind of interesting camera work that like for back in the day, back in 2013, it's like impressive, you know, I would be interested in see what they could do with a bigger budget, but I think what they released and all three of them, I, like I said, I, I love all three of those movies. I think they're, they're great. Now, have you watched this guy's other movies? Like, I also picked up a copy of um, The Mildew from Planet Zonader. Uh, I didn't watch it yet, though. Uh, I, I think that one, that's not like a first-person thing. It's more of a traditional splatter movie. I don't know if you've watched any of those. I have that one. I did watch it, but it was back when I was drinking. <laughs> so I don't really remember too much of Mildew. Um, yeah. But, like, kind of all of Necrostorm's movies are kind of like that. They're all, like, overly gory. They don't have a lot of story, you know, but that's okay. It's like watching a Polonia movie, Plenty of Brothers movie. It's like, I'm not in it for that. Like, I just want to watch a Necrostorm movie. Sometimes when you I know? watch a Polonia movie, I don't know why I'm in it, <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I am. So. Yeah, I had that feeling when I watched Cocaine Shark. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shane, did you watch any uh, any indie movies that you wanted to talk about? Um, no, I haven't, actually, because, um, well, like I said... I've been ill, so I've not watched anything. Not really. Um, you know, I've basically been going through my movie collection. Um, and that's about it. So, like, what I thought is interesting when you talk about, like, indie movies and, you know, you just look at... I mean, what you actually consider an indie movie, like, a lot of people think mainstream movies, but, they're, like, some of them are actually independent films. Like, they raise their budget from, you know not having any money and we're like just going out to people begging for money and stuff. And it's, you know, stuff like evil dead is an indie movie. Like that's wild. Um, shit. Even the first Halloween, I think is considered an indie movie, you know, night of the living dead, night of the living dead. Probably the one of the most famous Blair, Witch project. Yep. Um, Stephen King sharks of the corn. <laughs> I would have never expected that to be an indie movie. <laughs> But yeah, so it's like, it's interesting when sometimes these movies that are, you know, put together for like minimal budget and they just hit and they become like the biggest thing ever. Like the fact that those guys, you know, are, are like uh, Peter Jackson with um, uh, Bad Taste and, uh, you know, Brain Dead, like fucking indie New Zealand movies. It's wild. You know, he mm -hmm. put that together. Uh, bad Taste, I think the story was he was like working at a donut shop or something. And like, that's how he gathered his funds to film bad taste. And that's still a movie today. You could go and like buy it on Blu-ray. I'm sure like, it's like a mass distributed movie and he fucking put it together by selling donuts. I love that. Didn't that take like years to put together bad yeah, taste? Didn't it take it, yeah. like two or three years or something like that? Yeah, If I remember right, it was something like that. Well, uh, Wormwood was, was, I don't know what the budget on Wormwood was, but it was they were funding it, and it took them like four years just filming on the weekends to make that Wormwood movie, which was actually really good. Wormwood's just insane. It was fucking batshit. You know, for yeah. me, that was right up there with Dead Snow 2. That's fucking insane. As in the story, the whole business behind Dead Snow 2 was just insane. I love the movie, um, but the only there's only one word I can describe it, and that is completely fucking batshit. 
<laughs> well, like, this, like what, what Ryan was saying, like some of those bigger movies, like like Night of the Living Dead, one of the biggest horror movies ever made. It was an indie movie, but like there's just a vibe you get watching indie movies. You know, it's like you can tell like if they had like a lot of fun. Like a lot of them are just friends working on the weekends or family members. Um, and you can tell all of the characters and actors just click. There's a chemistry there, and it's just—it's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, not all of them are like that, obviously, but that's—that's that's why I love independent film. Oh yeah, they, I, they I, don't I, have to like you know. Well, this sponsor doesn't want this in the movie, so then the director has to change his creation to like please people giving him money. Yeah, I—I I, I don't know how many uh, people were. Uh... We're sponsoring uh, Feeders, which I watched for this episode. Um, I've seen in the past, but uh, it happens to be on Tubi, of course. Another Polo- This is a classic Polonia. This isn't your modern-day cocaine shark. This is, like, old-school shot by the Polonia brothers. Um, like, I think it was 1995 or 96, something like that. And I looked it up. It said the estimated budget for Feeders is $500. <laughs> I'm Which... not surprised. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, this is it. I got every penny out of that five hundred dollars watching this. It's it's a it's a joy. Um, and if you do watch it on Tubi, you can also find the Riff Tracks version of Feeders, so you can have a little bit of comedy entertainment going along with the uh, the insanity of the movie. I just I just love that they've got like. You know, it, it's it's like they're friends. They're, it's just like a couple guys got together filming this thing, and they have, like, the shittiest little alien dolls. Like, the shittiest little paper mache and rubber alien dolls that they use for, like, eating people. Um, <laughs> according to the trivia on IMDb, it says it was shot in only four days. <laughs> so... <laughs> I just got the new Sean Donahue Swamp Woman that had like a three thousand dollar budget, and like he shot it in three days in Florida, and he already packaged it and released it. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, yeah, so, blade. so sleazy. Three years ago, I was an extra in a indie horror movie called um, Graveyard Shift: A Zombie of Errors. Oh, I so it's just. No, you won't find it anywhere because it never got released. It never even got fucking finished. Um, the people, there was like literally the whole Norwich goth contingent were in this movie. Like everybody who I knew were in this movie. We all had extras parts. There were people who had main scenes and stuff like that. And uh, I got called, I got a call into a pub um, for. Ooh, someone's smoking weed. Um, <laughs> hey, I got to take a leak real quick. I'll be right back. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and um, basically, we all got, we all had our parts. You know, I was just an extra in the background, and we all got our parts, and we all sat in this pub. And I was in this one scene where I was in a pub, and this guy walks in, and this girl who I know, Julie, um, she's like proper goth, like old school goth. Um. She says something to him, and he goes away, and basically chews someone's face off in the middle of the pub. And, and, well, and was, but was there like there were special effects? Was like people were wearing uh, makeup and stuff. People were wearing makeup and the worst kind of makeup. 
as in the worst kind of latex jobs and it was just really bad you know really really fucking bad and um we were, we got we were supposedly meant to be getting paid 20 pound per person you got paid uh, no we didn't even get paid oh. we never got paid we were supposed to get paid we signed a waiver and everything and uh, apparently the film um is sitting on this woman's shelf she's never even completed it she hasn't finished it and she filmed all this footage for it and she did it guerrilla style as well so it was like randomly like filming bits and pieces in the city center like amongst shoppers and all the rest of it you know it was just completely fucking random and it never even got finished wow. and it's currently sitting on this woman's shelf and i'll tell you how long ago it was i had just joined the 2008 Sorry about that. Right, it was 2000, 2008. That's how long ago it was. Wow, Shane, that was like 100 years ago. I know. <laughs> Feels like it. So, I mean, there is photos. I mean, I even posted a couple of photos on UHM on my profile. Um, but it was like this woman who did it, I think her name was Jack Hawkins. Um, she, she, uh, she never even finished the film. So I am part of, if it ever gets released, I will be part of indie movie history. Wow. I'm on IMDb thanks to Clownado. Oh, I just had a coughing fit. A Clownado, huh? Yeah. They put me on a special thanks, so there's a Connor Blackman. It's me on IMDb. With one credit, it's a thank you from Clownado. And I don't know how... I mean, I'm pretty proud of that. (laughs) I I find it quite funny that I've got an IMDb page. Yeah, that's not fair, Shane. Well, no, you have as well. Do I? No, I don't. Yeah, you were in that uh, one zombie movie. Yeah. Let me see. No, yeah, I'm we not. Got quote- no, we got quoted, if you remember. We got uh, mentioned someone made up an IMDb page for the fucking podcast. Who did? I'm not on here. I just typed my name into IMDb. <laughs> it's pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> I was in that one zombie movie. Although, fellas, I'm not part of this independent scene. That was like a full, you know, production. <laughs> so I'm, I'm above all that, you know. Yeah. Oh, Speaking <laughs> of indie movies that never will get released, do you guys remember when they were trying to get funding for Megafoot, that robotic Bigfoot movie? No, I don't remember that. I was hoping you were going to say oh. Killer Clowns too, because they were trying to make that for fucking ever. Well, they were trying to get funding for Killer Pinata too, as well. But Megafoot looked sweet, and the idea of an android or a robotic Bigfoot is—I don't know. Maybe I'm just fuck, like sure something some wired wrong in my brain, but it sounds amazing. When you said Megafoot, I just had this vision in my head of a giant foot. Like it's just a foot. <laughs> yeah, just a foot, like in like Monty Python kind of style. Just mm. uh, this giant foot stomping on people. Oh, that's I mean, I love too. <laughs> Mega foot. <laughs> did you see like that one I posted the uh, crowdfunding for Haunted House of Pancakes? I did see no, that. Really? I've I've actually seen that floating around. I think it was on your uh, your Facebook Cinema Cheese too. I think somebody. I, I don't know if that was you or somebody else posted a uh, a link to it. That was me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that looks nuts. Uh, for what was that other movie that guy made? Something about donuts. It was like. Um... Tech of the Killer Donuts. Yeah, Tech Killer Donuts, right. Yeah. Yeah, that was so pretty stupid. wild. 
I was going to talk about the refrigerator, but I'm like, ah, I'll save that for the appliance episode. Of course, yeah. Refrigerator, microwave massacre, uh, the lift. Uh, what else is there? <laughs> the killer sofa. I think I've got that one. Um, deathbed, the bed that eats. But talking about um, uh, indie movies, like you had mentioned Blair Witch, and uh, while it's not my favorite movie, like I, I like the sequel a little more, that movie is important like in, in cinema history. Like Not only is it a big indie movie that made it, it kind of revived found footage movies, and I love found footage movies. My I know it's not the first, but like there's just something about a really well-made found footage movie. I, th- I think it's it's up there. They can be really, really good. Yeah. One of my favorite found footage movies is Wreck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, the, I love the, that movie. The Blair Witch one's good, too. It's actually, I'm, I'm looking at my the book right now. Uh, a friend of the show, Matt Blazy, uh, who's a Blair Witch fanatic. He's like hosts tours and stuff. Um, he wrote a book, uh, Eight Days in the Woods, and it's the entire history of like making the Blair Witch. A really, really good book if people want to check that out. Um, it just it gets really in depth interviews with all the cast and even like locals about like when they were filming it and stuff. It's uh, it's a pretty interesting story how they went about filming it, and that they would like literally change the plot of the movie as like the day went on. They just had you know the the actors out in the woods doing all their own filming, and uh, they would like send them like just little notes of like, okay, here's what I want you to do today. Like you're gonna freak out. You're not gonna freak out. You're gonna lose the map. Like just has like all that stuff like built in and how they how they actually made the movie. And it's like really interesting. Like that's not how, you know, most movies are made. Like they have like definite plots and scripting and stuff. And uh, and Blair Witch wasn't like that at all. The real success to Blair Witch was just the time it came out. Like the internet was so young, and they used it in such a clever way. Um, that, did, yeah, it was. I mean, you're an old fuck like us, uh, Connor. Did you mm-hmm. see that? Did you see Blair Witch in theaters? Uh, I did. Yeah. And, and I didn't, uh, when it first came out, they were saying it's the scariest movie of all time. They were doing that thing where they were showing audience reactions. Uh, Mike had touched on that earlier. But, like, when I watched it at first, I'm like, this movie sucked. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I agree. But now I appreciate it. Yeah. I never, I never liked Blair Witch. I've never liked Blair Witch. I thought, it, well, I used to call it the bitch witch. Um, I even told Matt Blazy that. And, you know, Matt, he forgives me for it. But I just basically stated it was like i didn't find the film exciting i didn't find it scary um the only good bit was the last 10 minutes of the movie Mm. and that was it and i've always said that but i can't even be asked to watch it at all i don't want to watch it it sounds like it sounds like you still don't like it shane i don't (laughs) see i watched the remake of the blair witch i still haven't seen that i still have not watched that don't bother. It's pretty yeah. um, it disappointing. Is basically, it's, it is basically a, a remake of Blair Witch with a bigger budget. And, um, you know, I know people who were involved in that movie, or I know I'm friends with people on Facebook who were involved in the original movie. And when it came down to doing the Blair Witch, the, the 2015 one or whenever it was, it came out. Um, when I posted about watching it one of the guys actually reached out to me and told me the backstory as to what happened with that film 
why it happened and what they were supposed to be doing with it. And the guys from the original movie got completely ripped off and sidelined. Wow. So, yeah. So there was a lot of backbiting going on in regards to that movie. And I watched it. You know, I thought, I'll watch The Blair Witch and I'll see, what, see if it's any good. And it wasn't good at all. Um, you do get to see The Witch. Um, and it's a bit crap. It's a bit crap. <laughs> it's a bit crap. That's one of the things I liked about the original is you didn't see the witch. Yeah. You know, like it added to it. Yeah, also, with, with the new I heard version, it on... Oh, sorry. Sorry, Connor. Now, the new version, because you do see the witch, it's supposed to give off that kind of vibe um, where it's supposed to be scary and frightening. Um, I got more... I was I jumped more times watching the movie Smile that came out last year than I did watching the new version of Blair Witch. That's disappointing. The, uh, I just rewatched Blair Witch, the first one on VHS, and that's one of those movies like Blair Witch, the original Evil Dead, the original Texas Chainsaw, like some of those older indie movies. They're so much better on VHS than on. Um, I have DVD copies of all of those, I, and I. I I would say Texas Chainsaw especially. Like, it's so grimy. And, mm-hmm. like, there, there's something about the, the VHS of that movie that's just gross. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I, I've been on record as saying, like, I'm not the biggest Texas Chainsaw fan, the first one. But, like, that movie, it has the most disgusting vibe to it. And I think the VHS, because you you don't like, you can't really tell what you're looking at, at least not on my VHS copy. Mine's, you know, a beaten to piss one taken from a video store at some point. And <laughs> it's like, you're like, what is that? Is that like like a head? Like, is that bones? Is that a hand? Like all the, the furniture that you're trying to make out, you know, look at in the background. It's just like, ugh, it's gross. It's really primal. And like, the thing I love about VHS is like, especially if you have, like, an older copy that's been viewed a lot, like an old rental, when something crazy is about to happen, the tracking's all fucked up because people have rewound it 5,000 right. times. <laughs> it a million times. You know, Connor, so I you do... Like, add, <laughs> added static. I do have a copy of Feeders 2 on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the Christmas one. You know, I was on Freebie or one of those streaming apps that are free, and I saw that they had Watchers 2. Just Watchers 2, not 1 or 3. Okay. And I was pretty pissed because I had recently bought all three of them on VHS. <laughs> and I'm like, well, now I can stream the second one. I So but. I think, I could be wrong about this, but I believe it, it, it's either 3 or 1. Maybe it's 3. I think Watchers 3 is, like, not available... Like it hasn't been. Maybe it had one DVD release like years ago, but it it it, ha, it is unavailable. It's out of print. Um, and oh. like tracking down a copy of Watchers Three is actually really difficult. Yeah, all of my there's a, a double feature of one and two that I almost bought on eBay, but I didn't. And now, if you find it, it's like people are asking those ridiculous eBay oh, yeah. prices. Not in there. I'm like, no. I mean, these movies still are not that good. I just want it because I used to rent it all the time from the local video store when I was a child. Yeah. Yeah. So you got any other uh, indie movies you wanted to bring up, Connor? Uh, yeah, I got one more um, by my buddy. I met him actually at Cinema Wasteland. He's an indie director named Jim Roberts. Really great guy. It was his first full-length movie he did right out of high school. And the funding, 
I asked him, he said it was probably around $5,000. It took three years to make. Um, he actually opted to get the money to make this movie instead of having a graduation party. <laughs> uh, and his mom, and, all, and this is something I also love about indie movies. All of Jim's movies have a vibe to them, and I enjoy it. And his mom does all the special effects work. And because of this movie, she got the nickname Mom Savini. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and I have a um, the Toxic Filth release of it. So I have number 2 of 50 for the DVD. And the poster that's signed is 1 of 5. It's kind of came together. I don't know. I got 1 and 2, but whatever. And which um, movie was it? Uh, Welcome to Deer Creek. Sorry. I should have started with that. <laughs> the movie's Welcome to Deer Creek came out in 2009, shot on video. Um, yeah, so like I said, about $5,000. So the movie starts with the mayor of Deer Creek picking up a hooker. Uh, well, she's already in the car, and uh, he hits a child, a small child. He's driving this big-ass truck, and then the mother of the child comes running out because her baby had just got ran over, and he just speeds off really slowly because he's gonna have one of those du- like those dualies the big pickup trucks with two wheels on the back diesel yeah and then um so the whole movie takes place a year later he doesn't he gets off on all charges and then the father of the child decides that he's gonna take this old chemical warfare weapon that they found in the roof of some barn and spray it over the corn crops um right before the big corn festival and it turns everybody into they're not zombies, but they're just kind of like more like the crazies, you know, they're like mm-hmm. sick people that are murdering people and eating them, but they're not actual zombies. You can kill them whatever way possible. And the movie is just really gross. It's a ton of blood. It's super fun to watch. Um, like I said, it, it was one of those indie movies that, you know, maybe I'm a little biased because when I met Jim, we actually got drunk as shit together. And, uh, <laughs> I ended up buying some movies out of the back of his truck, which was fun. But he's a really good guy. He's actually in Cinema Cheese, the group. He's on Facebook. Uh, oh, okay. All of his movies are super fun to watch. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love when you when you have like interactions with uh, you know the actual filmmakers, and you know they just like to talk about the shit that they make. Um, mm-hmm. Someday I'm gonna catch Nathan Rumler at a convention. Uh, yeah. it, it's going to happen one of these days. He'll, ma- he'll make it over to the East Coast somehow, and I'll find him. <laughs> I have a picture of, of uh, me, my wife, him, and me and him are drunk, and Sid Haig. Oh, uh, my at a, God. <laughs> at a convention in Detroit. And Sid couldn't even stand up, so it was just me, my wife, and Nathan, like, standing next to um, a sitting-down Sid. But, that, like, a lot of the smaller guys, too, when you meet them at conventions, they'll just talk with you. Oh yeah. So you go to uh, Robert England, probably. I've never met him, but I'm assuming you got to pay money. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Just to have an autograph or whatever. Some of these look like smaller guys. They'll just come up and have a beer with you. You know. Oh yeah. Makes it fun. Yeah, it's great. I love I love talking with people like that. Uh, it's awesome. So I had a couple other movies I wanted to mention, or at least to just give shout outs to. Um, one of my favorite indie movies is uh, Plank Face um, from Scott Shermer, uh, who, who is also the director of Found, another one of my favorite indie movies. <laughs> um, but, like, uh, people are probably more familiar with Found um, because I, I think that that got a pretty big 
um, DVD release when it came out, and it, it made a lot of like uh, waves, I guess. Um, so people were big fans of that movie. Uh, but I think they're sleeping on Plank Face. Plank Face is actually awesome. Um, it's got a cool story. It's all out in the woods. It's like shot beautifully. Um, it's acted pretty well, and it's got some like really fucked up stuff in it. And um, it's basically about a guy that sort of gets kidnapped um, by this like. I guess you'd call them sort of like a religious psycho family that, like, lives out in the woods, and they, like, uh, abuse and, like, break him down to turn him into the next plank face, which is just a guy that wears this, like, wooden mask over his face. And uh, they're, like, a family of, like, killers and murderers, and, you know, all, all this shit tends to happen, and, like, his... I forget whether it's his girlfriend or wife or fiance or something is, is like out there. And there's like a lot of rape and a lot of weird shit that happens in the movie, but um, it, it's intense. It's, it's also like a really good movie. So I definitely recommend that one. Um, have, you, have you saw that one before Connor? I've seen Plank Face. I watched yeah. it one time. Um, I really enjoyed it. There was another movie that art exploitation put out that was similar. It was called cub. And okay. I think they're just similar in the fact that the masks or the cover art looked similar. Um, but yeah, Plank Face I've only seen one time, but I remember enjoying it. Yeah. I, I've been meaning to rewatch it. Shane, I think you had seen Found before, hadn't you? I'm not sure. That's the one where the, the kid, uh, he finds out his brother's a serial killer, and uh, he was watching this, well, what was the movie, Headless? Yeah. Um, was like this VHS that the, the kid had in his room, and his, uh, turns out his brother's like this like fucking psychopath murderer. They actually made Headless. I saw that, but it wasn't by Scott Shermer. It was somebody else, right? I think so. And it wasn't as good as found. Oh. There were some gross scenes. Like, there was an eyeball scooping scene in it that was kind of hard to watch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing on some of those indie ones. Like, they get, like, intense. And I guess that's part of it. You know, they're trying to, like, really push the boundaries of stuff you won't see and more mainstream horrors or whatever, so you get, like, the ultra gore, you get, you know, a lot of rape and fucked up situations um, that, like, a lot of other movies will just try to avoid, or, you know, pass off as, like, oh, yeah, it's happening, but we're not gonna get into the nitty-gritty of uh, of what's going on, but, like, a lot of these indie movies, man, they're, they're, they're like, oh, yeah, 20-minute rape scene? Yep, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when I'm rating movies, too, like, because I watch a lot of indie movies and I watch a lot of studio movies, like, if I give an indie movie an 8 out of 10 and then I turn around and give a studio movie an 8 out of 10, I'm not saying they're on the same level. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm saying for an indie movie, this was an 8. For a studio movie, this was an 8. But together, I mean, it's not a fair comparison. You know what I mean? Right. So you're saying, like, if you're watching Kickboxer 4 and, uh, and you're like, yeah, that's like a solid 6 out of 10. Yeah, it's 6 out of 10 amongst kickboxer movies. <laughs> right. I did I did go on a kickboxer binge, I'll be honest. I watched 1 through 5 on Tubi, by the way. <laughs> I went, I just went through a Steve Austin Tubi movie marathon. Oh, my God. I watched all of the fucking Stone, almost all of the Stone Cold Steve Austin movies on Tubi. That sounds awesome. And, yeah, there's one with uh, Steven Seagal and Stone Cold, and I'm like... I kind of want to jerk off right now. Oh, no. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know how that would look if somebody walked in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, Steven Seagal ones are tough to watch now, man. I, I, I've, oh, seen a, I've seen a few of them, 
like uh, some of the ones where he plays his sitting character, the character <laughs> where he sits in a chair for the entire movie, but then maybe still does a kung fu scene from that chair. What they should do is they should just get Will Sasso to play Steven Seagal in Steven Seagal movies. Oh my god! Remember when they would do that clip in Mad TV where yeah, he would yeah, play yeah. <laughs> That's what they should do. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, all right, fellas. Well, let's wrap this up. I gotta, I gotta get my shit together. I gotta take a shower. I'm supposed to be headed to a concert in a little while, and uh, like I said earlier, I, I look disgusting and probably smell disgusting. You're back, Cheney. What do you want? What are you doing here? So, uh, unless you guys got any last minute uh, films you wanted to discuss, we can wrap this up. Um, no. I mean, I could probably go on like a rant, but I don't really want to. <laughs> I'm kind of glad my dog Havoc has not bugged the fuck out of me the entire time. Yeah. How about you, Shane? Any last-minute ideas? No, I got nothing. Sorry about that. I was just interrupted by my neighbors. Um, no, uh, I got nothing. I can't think of anything. All right. Well, let's put this one in the books. Um, so, if you want to get a hold of the podcast, you can reach us on Gmail. All you need is bloodpod at gmail dot com. Uh, our Facebook group. All you need is blood. Uh, the Instagram account, all you need is blood podcast. Mike handles that. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on Facebook and, uh, Instagram. Uh, all you need Ryan. I think that's my Instagram one. I would tell you Twitter, but I don't even think it's called Twitter anymore. And it's called X. It's called, oh yeah. You can find me on X at X, um, at Ryan Tudelo, I guess. I don't even know if my login still works. I haven't opened Twitter since it changed its name, so I don't know. I guess we're going to find out. Um, so what else is there? Shane, what's your contacts you got? Um, contact me on Instagram, robogin74. Um, that's about it. And Connor, how can the people get a hold of you and, and find out all your amazing suggestions for movies? <laughs> uh, probably Cinema Cheese 2 on Facebook. Uh, I have a Instagram, Queso Diablo 69 um, Yeah, I'm usually just haunting around on, on one of three people that post in my group. I love the Cinema <laughs> Cheese group, all right? I, I, I always get a kick out of what people are watching on that. That always makes me happy. Because I'm, yeah, a, was, I'm a sucker for that stuff, too, you know? Like, I love all the, the horror groups I'm in, but, like, I, the thing I like about, well, obviously, other than it's mine, um, you can post whatever the fuck you want. Like, I don't really care. It doesn't have to be a horror movie. You can put, like, oh, look, I watched this stupid movie with my kids or whatever. Um, I do want to give a shout-out, though, real quick. I should have done it earlier to uh, Jason Toth over at Toxic Filth Video. Uh, releases so many movies you've never heard of and very small run batch and they're all really affordable so toxic filth video if anybody wow. wants to check out they have a lot of a lot of they have one out now about a killer bag that i haven't picked up yet um so like I'm, a lot of porn stuff, like yeah <laughs> hillbilly holocaust was amazing i almost brought that one up but um all the names were german and i didn't feel like trying to pronounce them and sounding like an idiot oh my god that's the hardest part <laughs> It's like, oh man, I'm gonna butcher this name. Never mind. I can never talk about it. You'll notice but. I didn't say the director of Megalomaniac because his name is like, all right, hang on, I got it written here. It's uh, uh, Karim 
Owl Hodge? Owl Hodge? I don't even know. It's all vowels. The whole thing is vowels. <laughs> Come cream. <laughs> I think. In fact, I, is it even? I don't even know if it's a guy. I literally don't know. It's it. You know, K A R I M. I assume that's Kareem, or is it Karim? Maybe it's a woman. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's French. Well, yeah, so. Like in Spanish, like J's or H's. So it's like I'll, I'll stop myself from trying to pronounce foreign words and especially names. Because I'm like, I'm going to butcher this. And I'm just going to sound like an idiot. I know. I know. So, yeah. Oh, I, I forgot. I, you know what? I did have one other one I, I took notes on, but I didn't bring it up. was Robo Vampire. And I don't know. I don't think you consider it an indie movie, but I just watched it, and it was fucking ridiculous. So. <laughs> That's the one with the, the uh, wannabe RoboCop on the cover and the hopping vampire thingies. Yes. But what I yeah. found fascinating. <laughs> so it was directed by this guy, Godfrey Ho. And he does a ton of kung fu movies back in the 80s. Like, a lot of low-budget kung fu movies. And I was going through his list, and his, some of his titles include Ninja Terminator, Cobra vs. Ninja, and Ninja in Action. And what's even more terrifying is I own all of those on VHS. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm looking at the list, I go, I own that, I own that, I own that. I'm like, oh my god, I have like half this guy's library. <laughs> Without even ever hearing of him. So that's a that's a wild movie. I, uh, if anyone's uh, cruising around Tubi and comes across Robo Vampire, um, <laughs> it's not the easiest movie to watch because it's fucking insane, but it's entertaining, without a doubt. But uh, but yeah. So uh, oh yeah, and Mike's contacts. Uh, his Instagram is is it just Whittemore with a zero? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, that's his Instagram. I don't think he does Twitter. Uh, and he's also around on uh, Facebook. You can also catch me on the upcoming horrormovies.com message board from time to time. I think I made also, one, I made one post catch, on there this week. You can catch all of us on the All You Need Is Blood podcast group on Facebook, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we should mention that, really. Yeah, we're all there. You should also mention your All, is need, all You Need Is Blood uh, OnlyFans. That's true. I'm just getting that <laughs> off the ground now. <laughs> do do the, next, the next step. All You Need Is Blood. OnlyFans. Although it's just it's a it's a rotation of butthole picks of uh, of, the th- of the three main guys on here, so you never know who it's going to be. You should do that and just have like nothing but fart noises and butthole picks. <laughs> <laughs> There's a group of people that will fucking sign up, and you'll be making you'll be making money. You know, you don't, you don't need to do a podcast anymore. Make fart noises. Put wow. it on OnlyFans. I mean, that's pretty much how the podcast started, anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas, I'm going to head out. I need to take a shower. And uh, I want to thank Connor. Thanks for coming on. And uh, Shane, thanks for being here. And uh, thanks for everybody for listening. And I'll just say bye for now. Later. Later. Thank you. Oh, God. All right. Dude, I'm like smelling myself sitting in this chair. Like, you know, you ever like smell so bad that you're like, oh, my God. Yes. It's me. I'm the one that stinks. <laughs> like, what's that smell? Yeah, the last two weeks while I was fucking sick, I was too sick to even have a shower. <laughs> oh, God, Shane. Two weeks? Get the fuck out of here, two weeks. Seriously, man. I was so fucking ill. I couldn't even get up. I couldn't even stand up for too long. Oh, God. That's awful. 
That, oh, no, we, was, lost, we lost fucking... Connor for that. That's too bad. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, man, this. <laughs> yeah, seriously, dude. I was, I was, it was fucking terrible. That nosebleed really, really took it out of me. That's fucked, man. Yeah, tell me about it. You know, was, I'm fine now, but it was just like, just that nosebleed, it literally wiped me out for days. I've never had a nosebleed like that, ever. And for a nosebleed to last as long as it did, it, I mean, an hour, give or take, but on and off. Every time I tried to clean my nose, it just erupted again. It was fucking awful. All right, man, I got to take a shower because I am behind in what I was supposed to do today. I was supposed to walk the dogs. That never happened. Ugh. Yeah. So. I need, to, I need to feed Ziggy. Um, I need to feed myself. Yeah. Um, and basically, that's it for my evening. I'm not even sure what I'm going to do for the rest of the evening. <laughs> oh, I got so. I got an Uber down to Bridgeport. I'm seeing uh, uh, Ghost and Amon Marth tonight. Ghost? Oh, yeah, your favorite. 